Space Ranger Stone Just trying to find his way back home He's traveling out in space all alone But he's going home He's going home Welcome back to the Space Ranger Stone Podcast Um, Man, it's been a while, am I right, Adam? It's been quite a while, um, but that's okay. We back and better than ever right now. Adam, I'm I'm gonna send you something over Signal, and I wanna I wanna get your live Tucker reaction to it. Uh, okay. Cause your live Tucker reaction is either gonna be that you don't care, or you've seen it already, or it's gonna be that you're blown away. Adam, you have to check your signal now. This is the part where you check your signal. Yeah, okay. You sent me uh, an old video game that we used to play uh, yes. for Macintosh. Yes. Do you remember playing Myst? <laughs> I very vaguely remember playing Myst, yes. I remember it being like a puzzle <laughs> game, but we were like way too young to figure anything out. And so mostly it yes. ended up being us walking through the initial area. For like hours at a time. We played this, this way is... too much to not... We never got past anything. But we were just so this happy to be in like any type of simulator. That we were just <laughs> yeah. like walking around like... Whoa! <laughs> we were playing video... Because we weren't allowed to play video games very much as kids. And so we were just like... Whoa! Like I'm... It's not Call of Duty. But like... I'm walking on a map. We were like, holy cow, Mist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't no, figure out I... a single thing. We, we literally just walked yeah, around we... that one building for like, like I think I'm we guessing like several staircase. hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that gave a roll, dude. <laughs> yeah, that shit was sick. Um, yeah, anyway. Go play Mist if you guys haven't. It came out in 1993, so most modern computers should be able to run it. <laughs> okay. Damn, that's crazy. That game came out 31 years ago. Um, yeah, all right. I think some uh, I think modern computers might be... You can't run, like... So, yeah, games have to be updated to be able to run it on, like... Um, ah, they got emulators. They got stuff. I mean, it's... it's. I was reading this article, and apparently it's considered one of the greatest video games of all time. <laughs> and so... Uh, really? There's definitely got to be emulators and stuff made of it. Okay, never mind then. Yeah. I mean, we. I. Um, I think we can solidly recommend it. Yes. I mean, we we probably did put that staircase crazy like hundreds of hours <laughs> into it. So like, I think we've got a pretty good basis for recommending it to others. Um. All right, that was just how I wanted to start it off. That seemed like a good place to start it. Yeah, that's all. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, how's your week been, Adam? Um. It's been. Been good. How's your week been? Um, yeah, it's been good. No complaints. Can't complain. You know, life's good. All right. Uh, although I switched my, I switched my day, so now I'm up at night. So I just woke up at midnight. Why'd you do that? Um, well, I didn't even mean to this time. I'd meant to like last week, but then this time I was just uh, well. Yeah, I don't know. I just fell asleep early one day. Anyway, okay. Let's see here. I have Are you going to keep doing it? No, I'm pushing it back again. So next, tomorrow morning, I'll probably wake up at like 2 a.m., then 4 a.m., then 6 a.m., you know. Yeah. But for now, it's fine. Um, okay. Let's look at these podcast topics. <sighs> Covers of Hey Yeah slash The Sound of Silence. Oh, this one's good. Um. Yeah, people who do covers of like "Hey Yeah" and "The Sound of Silence" and songs that are like lyrically sad to make them sadder, uh, that just ruins the song. And I hate those people. I don't like. I the thing is, I wrote these topics like three months ago, so I don't have anything like more. I probably had like a whole rant about them at the time, <laughs> but now I don't. Um, the second topic, 
Women do only talk about men. Oh, this is with reference to that. What is it called? That one rule in cinema that a movie is like not good if it doesn't have like three lines said about said by women that are not about men. Um, but women actually do only talk about men, or like that's the only interesting thing that women talk about. I feel like we've talked uh, about both these before. Okay, we we might have talked about them. So let's let's go to the next set. <laughs> Because then that's entirely possible. Okay. Um, seculars slash moderates will hate the radicals for starting the civil war, but it's their fault. Oh, this one's good. See, <laughs> this one's really good because you have all these uh, people who are supposedly in the middle, and they're gonna be like, "God, man!" They're gonna be like telling their kids when America is in absolute disrepair and everything is broken. They're gonna be like, "Man, kids, you know it used to be good before the radicals started fighting over everything and burned everything down to the ground." It's like, dude, maybe if you, I don't know, held on to your values a little bit more, you wouldn't, we wouldn't have had to have that whole war thing because you wouldn't have let them like rape kids and, I don't know, destroy our schools and let people get killed on the street, you know? True. So what I'm saying is it's going to be their fault when it happens. And it's just frustrating hearing them talk now, like, because I come to Sweden and it's like the epitome of secular moderation. Like, everybody's like, oh, I just don't get why you guys are so crazy in America. And then they're like, oh, I just don't get why you guys want Trump. It's like, dude, you don't understand. They've been fucking us for years. The government turned all our women into whores. They've given all our money to overseas interests. Like, you don't get it. I wish you got it. I wish you understood that we don't manufacture anything in the U.S. anymore. I wish you understood that people are dying deaths of despair at astronomical rates. But you don't get it because you're just a stupid little Swede who can trust his king to do anyway. So, yeah, that's, I guess I've been thinking about that since I've been here. Cause it's like, dude, you're the reason. You're the reason we have to civil war kill these people. You're the reason we have to hang pornographers by the necks. All right. That was that topic. Do you have anything to say about that one? Mm, I feel like it's definitely clear what, uh, what information in the U.S. is being outsourced. Cause anytime I go over to any of those European countries, um, it is, it is always like everything is from the liberal agenda um, that they hear about the United States. Um, mm. And I mean, I guess that's just a I guess that's just the age old conversation we've been having about the media. Um, but it makes everyone else, you know, like America, we're kind of 50 50 divided between our presidencies. But every other country is like uh when they look in at us, they have a viewpoint from only a particular lens. Um, right. So, I don't know. I don't really have anything to say about that, but it's just interesting that um, that that's happening. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I just think you can't, like... I don't know. I guess you can't really grasp the the importance of it when you don't live there because and i've i talked about this a bit last time i actually have more to add okay i'm just remembering two topics i totally forgot i was going to talk about they're not even on this list but we'll talk about them now america is the main character of the world um and people who live in america like when i lived in america i thought ah america's not really the main character of the world everybody thinks that about their own country it's not true dude america is the main character of the world and i said this on the podcast that ended up getting deleted Oh, maybe this is where we talked about those other things, Adam, is on the podcast that got deleted. It's very possible. Anyway, I know this was on the podcast that got deleted. It was the, uh, was the whole um, idea that we're the main character. Because if you, when, once I came here, I was like, like, like people tell me, like, when, when, when we say serious stuff or when we want to say, like, cinematic stuff or when we talk during, like, sex or shit like that, they don't speak Swedish because they think it sounds stupid as a language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Australian movies, I saw, heard this on a podcast that like something like 8% of Australian movies make back market because, or make back budget just because, uh, everybody thinks Australian sounds stupid. All the Australians think like Australian sounds like a dumb language. Mm-hmm. Um, because America is the main characters, even if they don't want to admit it, we're, we are the main characters. And so it's like when you're a subsidiary of the entire empire, like all these countries in Europe are just subsidiaries of our empire. 
um, of our cultural empire, at least, then they, 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 it's easy for them to criticize the top level culture war because whatever happens in the U.S., that's going to be what happens everywhere else. So in the U.S., if in the next 20 years the radicals win and your kid now has automatic sterilization when he turns 10 until he figures out what he wants to be when he turns 20 and then they give him surgery to make him a candle, uh, uh, like if that happens in the next 20 years, then that happens all over Europe. Then that happens in Australia, Ireland, etc. But if the opposite happens in the next 20 years and the um, uh, you have to drive a Hummer everywhere and you have to own 30 assault rifles and um whatever i don't know the good the good outcome the good ending if the good ending happens then they will all have to you know follow suit so essentially they're not fighting at like the top level of the war because they're not in main character land so they don't really all they do is sort of throw sticks and stones and and criticize but it's sort of like that thing where where if you're like a critiquing artist you don't have to create you know you could be bo burnham and everybody will laud you as like the biggest genius ever because like okay you don't really have to create if your entire creation is criticism or cynicism. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so in that same vein, it's like people here, they don't really feel the need to have to develop their ideas about, uh, you know, Christianity or or outsourcing all your work or uh, funding mo- overseas wars or anything like that because it's like they're not doing it. So all they do is they throw sticks and stones from their little pulpit. Mm. Um that's what I'm trying to say is that America, we are the main characters, uh, and everybody else views us as the main characters as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and the the way that the way that our culture is going, um, when when we push stuff in the culture here, it then manifests itself in those other places because, like you said, um, all of those, all of the other countries, their culture is downstream of American culture. Now they obviously have like. They've, they've got their historical culture, of course, that they kind of cling to. Um, but all the new stuff, everything that's now, like, everything that's actually impacting and changing the culture, that's all coming from America. And you can see that, like, it's, it's like what you said. Like, they think, like, they think of English, despite the, despite the fact that they've grown up in Sweden, they think that English is, like, the main language. And it has to do with what you were saying, like, when they're when they're having sex or stuff, they speak English because it's already mm. in their brain. They've already understood um, that their culture is downstream of American culture, um, and so all the changes that are happening in the culture here are then going to ripple throughout the world. Which is, I mean, that's obvious from, um, I mean, that's obvious in any regard, but um, it's fine when it comes to like. Or not, I don't want to say fine, but, like, you think of that a lot in terms of, like, music. Like, America is at the forefront of, um, like, all the different industries, all the different, uh, like, music and movies. Like, what we do here, that is then copied. And um, it's either distributed in those countries or it's just simply copied by those countries. And they make lower budget versions of that. Like, if you know, America tends to be... Um, at the forefront of each of those industries. And sometimes other countries will um, start the ball rolling. I don't know who made Hyperpop or something. But ultimately, America ends up being the one that um, has the final say on what that's going to end up looking like because we have way more uh, we have way more influence, right? Um, like you think about, like, most of the highest uh, pop artists, like, they're all... Like most of the most of the big artists right now in like country pop, all like the most popular ones, which are still popular in Sweden. You know, they're listening to uh, what's that country singer that's super pop? I don't really know country very well. Um, Luke Bryan. No, is that a country singer? I think so. I don't know, but anyway, but the majority of these artists disproportionately are American. Am I correct in saying that? Would you agree with that? Yes. So when that I agree. Ha- yeah. So when that happens. So anyway. So our cultural influence is manifesting on the other countries, which is why we need to be first in leading um, whatever revolutionary change we want to see in the world. We have to start doing that here first. And the problem with that is is that the reason that we keep slipping um, and losing the culture war is because um, what the left is selling is just 
inherently more tantalizing because they are appealing to uh, vice, which is always easier than trying to appeal to, um, you know, personal responsibility, character, stuff that actually takes sacrifice, right? So the left is never willing to sacrifice, then not willing to have the baby because that would require a personal sacrifice. They're not ready to take responsibility for things like that. Um, and um, as, as long as they keep selling, you know, lack of personal responsibility and things that are easily digestible that make the world a worse place, but that we can, the problem is we can afford to do them right now, right? So it's like we've, we've built ourselves up to such a degree that it's easy, it's easier right now to be selling stuff like UBI and like, like no one needs to work because we've got enough of money and wealth acquired that for a while we could, you know, we can have high social, social welfare programs. I mean, I think, I think social welfare programs actually are pretty good in some regards, but I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like these systems that aren't working that you can take advantage of now, but that aren't going to be able to run forever. Like, uh, like, uh, social um, security. Yeah. Like social security and stuff like the, we can kind of work on it now because we're continuously, um, uh, borrowing money and then, but eventually these things begin to fall apart. Right. Um, I agree. And because they're selling that, uh, it's a difficult thing to fight again and uh, fight against in the culture war. Um, because they're just more appealing, especially to younger people. Right. So, um, cause you're more attracted to things that are well, uh, I'll say this though. I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily more appealing, but it's more appealing than uh, the 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 mainstream right current take. Because like, if you said to 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 a young man, you said, "Hey, uh, you can have like a wife that cooks and cleans for you, and you can like uh, uh, dominate her and have a job that you like, and and you can find meaning in this world, and you can do, you can improve yourself, and you can become a better guy." That's I think that's more appealing than saying hey, you can have as much gay sex as you want. But if your take, your first take is actually, uh, yeah, you can kind of just do whatever and it's fine. Be yourself. Uh, women and men are totally equal, by the way. But, you know, we should try to work on lowering taxes. And like if, if something is just like super milk toast and it just has no idea behind it, then, yeah, of course, it's going to be more. It's going to be more enticing to be like, you can fight the, for climate justice and you can have as much gay sex as you want. Um, or, you know, as much sex with random hookers as you want because, um, you know, that that's like, that, that at least has some meaning behind it. That at least has some impetus behind it rather than just trying to not say anything at all and then thinking you're saying something with not saying anything. <laughs> Feel? Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I think, I think some things are just so subversive that it's difficult to resist for the younger generation. Things like, uh, like porn, for example, um, which children are being introduced to at a very young age, that is altering their brain in a way that is definitely uh, appealing to the left, right? Because. Um, when you begin to objectify humanity like that, um, then you can begin to push certain, I mean, the stuff that we're talking about on this podcast, you can begin to push those programs if you begin to see people in that way. Um, and the same thing with drugs. I guess what I'm saying is, like, it's important for America to be going in the right direction, and it's difficult to do so when we are selling this degeneracy all the time. And, uh, I think it's necessary at some point to, uh, to begin actually putting laws in place. And, um, I think people are going to not like that because I think conservatives, conservatives are not going to like that because they're being sold, sold this tale of, uh, the ultimate freedom is just having ultimate freedom which 
isn't the case. And so they're not willing to say like, yeah, we should actually be actively resisting at a governmental level, um, like top down things that are really bad for our culture and for our people. And it sounds, I think a lot of people to a lot of conservatives, it sounds like, especially like these libertarian types, they're like, well, man, ultimate freedom. Uh, I think like we need to be allowing people to make whatever music they want, make whatever movies they want and let the people decide what they want to listen to. And it's just, con it's just causing us to continuously slip further and further down. Um, whereas everything that they actually do want to have illegal, like, uh, like even libertarians will often be like, yeah, I mean, maybe we should outlaw fentanyl and stuff. It's like, why are you outlawing fentanyl if you think people should have ultimate freedom? Well, it's just so bad for people. It's in that same vein that I think you can justify. Um, Wait, Adam, are you making an argument against artistic freedom right now? Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. I think I think in that same but vein. But don't you? In that don't same, you like listen to like ninety percent hyperpop? Listen, in that same vein, <laughs> I do. <th> yeah, <laughs> all I do is listen to hyperpop. Right? I love hyperpop. No, but I think in that same vein, like if you you we the government uh, has responsibility, um, to to do things. I mean, the entire purpose of the government is to help the people. Um, we're willing to do that when it comes to bad drugs and stuff, but we're not willing to do that when it comes to other forms of degeneracy that are much more influential and, uh, and have a greater impact on, on, on people as a whole. Hmm. Yeah. Um, based. Well, I think right. that covers that topic. I agree. I mean, don't you agree? Like, there are there are things that are happening in our culture, stuff that people are allowed to be uh, pushing for in our culture that are worse, that is worse to our country and to its inhabitants than an actual drug that you can like hold in your hand. You know what I mean? Like an actual something tangible. But there are intangible forces um, that are worse to the worse to the American people that we have a responsibility of legislating and uh, neither side of the aisle wants to do that. But Adam, would you, would you be in favor of a uniparty alcohol ban? A uniparty alcohol? Um, yeah. You have to admit it would make the country, the society healthier. No, I don't think so. Didn't we already try that and it was, uh, that was not the case at all? I don't think you can do uh, it with alcohol, but I think there are see, things See, that's, you can that's do a with. lib psyop. That's a lib psyop. Saying prohibition failed is a lib psyop. Prohibition did not fail. Then they just got. They overturned it. They used their judicial might to overturn it again after like five years. But, you know, it depends on how you measure success. Anyway. All right. Uh, we don't have to ban alcohol today. Let's go to the next topic. Uh,. Next topic on here says dyslexia not real. Okay, I don't even remember why I wrote that. So I don't. But, okay, I wrote it, so it must be true. I, yeah, I don't think dyslexia is real, I guess. Um, I don't know if you have an argument for that, but um, I don't know. If well, yeah, I didn't write down any argument, but I just wrote down dyslexia not real. So I probably had an argument when I wrote it down. Again, it was like several months ago. If we would have done the podcast several months ago, I would have been able to tell you why dyslexia is not real. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd have to argue and say that I know smart people who have a very hard time reading. But yeah, they're all lying to you because dyslexia is not real, and that's what it says in my note, so I believe it without justification. Oh, I also that we have right, a listener mail. We have a listener mail. Stop saying um, that. We don't. <laughs> it was actually from like seven months ago, but we never read it. Oh. Uh. Anyway, it's from Grant. It says "fucked up and evil." In my defense, she was evil and deserved it. All women are inherently evil. Quote Adam. Or, sorry, I have to censor that. What was that? Quote Adam. Uh, yeah, okay, based. I think we've covered women are inherently evil enough times. Yeah, well, that's fine. We don't have to cover that one. But I'm glad um, that Grant's putting it out there. Yeah, and if you ever want to bring up a topic, you know, spacerangerstone at gmail.com. Uh... 
Okay, this next topic says simulation theory is cropping up because we all have to prove to each other that we're real. Parentheses wanting the compliment until you get it. What the f- what the fuck does this mean, dude? Um I have no idea what this means. <laughs> Why did I write this? Uh okay. I just gotta assume that that's nothing, I guess. Simulation theory is cropping up because we all have to constantly prove to each other that we are real. Parentheses wanting the compliment until you get it. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know what that means. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Uh, we say things are indicative when they're actually causational, torturing animals, and ketamine music. Okay. This one, I kind of, I don't know what ketamine music is, but I know what the first part is. Um, we have like, okay, to say something is indicative of something else when it comes to, uh, quote unquote mental health or like if you say, oh yeah, well he, he, he was a serial killer. And it was indicated by the fact that he used to torture animals when he was young. Um, that's like a total lib way of thinking about the world. Because that's like saying like you come into the world as a certain thing. And then the like you living out that experience involves certain symptoms cropping up at certain points in your life. Which is um, like the most lib way you can view the world. So that's just a reminder to everybody to not think about. It's not just this, but it's like. Like, if somebody tortures animals at a young age, isn't it possible that that corrupted their soul to the point where they could eventually go on to kill humans? You know, it doesn't mean it's cause. It, it doesn't mean it's indicative. It means it's causational. It means that doing something like that corrodes your soul. Um, and yeah, that's how, that, that's. I say that's the way to view it. What do you think about that? Uh, I agree. I guess it's just a matter of. Um, I mean, you're just kind of reframing it. I mean. In a way, it's, it's not reframing it because it's one of them is saying like, you weren't necessarily a serial killer, but now you've gotten on a path of doing all kinds of horrible things that destroy your soul. So now you are a serial killer versus the Libway is saying, oh, you came into this world as a serial killer and that's eventually going to have outcroppings that we can see. Right. It's So it's it, the opposite. It is the opposite. But in a way, it's, it's sort of like from a statistical view, it's like. I mean, it's indicative in the sense of, like, you can predict that they're going to become a serial killer using, like, pattern patterns. Like, we know that this behavior leads into this behavior, but you're saying that that behavior... I'm leads... saying it's causational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That behavior leads into that behavior because, um, because that's the foundation as opposed to, um, as opposed to it being there pre-existing. And those I guess, let me... Let... Let me give you a more modern example so I can say what I mean. Okay, that guy's a oh shit, that guy's a gay guy, so he watches gay porn. So he he watched gay porn at this point, and then he went on to have sex with men. So this guy who had a wife who was married, uh, he was actually a gay guy the whole time, and you could tell that he was a gay guy the whole time because eventually he started watching gay porn, left his wife, then started having sex with dudes. It's like okay. That might be possible, but show me the gay gene. But the other possibility is that at some point, uh, this guy got his hands on some stuff he shouldn't be watching, and it corroded his brain, and it corroded his mind. So so much to the point that he decided that sexual fulfillment was actually more important than having a wife that he loved and just like left her and just destroyed his life. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I see what you're saying. Or like that miss that Mr. Beast guy that went woman mode and mm-hmm. like left his wife and kid. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, dude, okay, you had a wife and kid. And then, again, it's like the same thing where it's like if you if you were in a live argument, you'd be like, oh, well, he was a woman the whole time. And then it just took him that much time to realize it. It's like, or he got into really gross porn and then he started tricking himself into thinking that he's a woman. Uh, and then he left his wife and kid and absolutely demolished their lives. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Uh, I don't know what ketamine music means, but it's on there. I think that's um, hyperpop. Yeah. Maybe that was just me. Uh, that might have been just after I was at the rave and saw all these retards listening to ketamine music on ketamine. And, uh, yeah, just 
I because that that's like a thing where it's like, yeah, this. It's it's always like like the libs will be like, oh, let people do what they want. Like let some people want to go to rave. Some people are born and they're just gonna be a rave person. And it's like, yeah, that's possible. Or it's possible that they've taken enough ketamine to now be able to just stand in a room and listen to thumping EDM for seven hours straight. Um, again, it's it's causational. Things are causational in this world, not indicative. I like that. Um, okay. You die when your name is said for the last time. Yeah. Uh, I guess this was... I'm thinking this was on here as a point of cringe because I definitely do not agree with that. And I would not agree with that when I wrote it. But I think it's... Uh, yeah, I think it's just saying that that's like a dumb worldview that uh, that sort of prioritizes fame as like the highest good in your life, which is mm. really dumb. I, I, I would say this, like... Like, instead of th- saying you die when your name is said for the last time, why don't you just say, like, you die when your bloodline runs <laughs> dry? Because that, 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 that would actually be much more accurate. And that's also the only form of legacy that matters. Um, I brought this up before, but in Marcus Aurelius's book, Meditations, he talks about how stupid fame is and how even the most famous of the famous will only be famous for, like, a quick blip in, like, the cosmic scene. Um and uh, and then it was just funny seeing all like the people writing the pre-word being like, so ironic that uh, Marcus really said this because in actuality, he, this was the most famous work he ever made and it's still being talked about thousands of years later. It's like, dude, you don't get it. You're still in the blip he's talking about. You know, all these people, you're, you're still in the blip. Like, even if you really believe that you die when your name is said for the last time, what, you want to have like a slightly longer blip than somebody else? You want to be like, Oh, he made it to 200 years. I want to make it to 250. It's like you're still going to die eventually. That's just like a, a dumb view that's not um, Yeah, that's not about, ever going to help you. I think you talked about this. I think it might have been – it could have been on the deleted podcast where you could have talked about it before. But um, but it was the same – I, I think it was the same sentence that spurred it. But you're talking about how uh, how people are on Instagram trying to solidify their presence so that they will be remembered after their death. And it's like – Dude, nobody looks at your old Instagram posts now. The posts that you made uh, a year ago, those are already completely forgotten. And right, you know, uh, with with how many people are now doing stuff like that, um, you know, in 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 five years, like there will be not a single person will look at any of those posts, and it will be completely forgotten. Like you haven't solidified anything uh, in your attempt to establish your online presence as being your legacy. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. I think if we had like a total global EMP that shut down every server farm and everything was wiped from Instagram, Facebook, iCloud, that'd be the best thing for everybody. Everybody would lose all their photos and they would say, wait, what was that trance I was just in where I thought that mattered? I don't know if you saw that video. There was like a video that was like a couple weeks ago where this like woman had delivered her daughter and then in comes her like boomer mom and her boomer mom is coming in phone first to film like phone first to see your granddaughter for the first time and your daughter just delivered a baby you know coming in phone first it's like what do you what do you like what's like you know what kind of brain rot is this but it's the brain rot that makes you think that oh i'm part of this story and this is the way that i document this story which i'm not saying it's not good to take photos take photos i i actually think men should take a lot more photos but take photos where without the phone it wouldn't have been like like if there was already a moment there and then now you are taking the phone in to rob a part of that moment then don't do that but if there was no moment there like if you're just chilling on the couch playing grand theft auto you know or whatever out on a walk or something it's like you could take a photo of that because that 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 actually creates more to the moment because there was nothing in that moment in the first place um rather than taking away from a moment. like if like if you're at the New York Times or the New York Square bill, uh, ball drop. Like, I, saw, I don't know if you saw that. That was another video where, where there was just, like, thousands of people with their phones out filming the ball drop. Everybody having the exact same video of, of the ball dropping. Where there was only, like, a few couples, like, kissing, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, dude, don't you want to... Like, this is your... So if there's already a moment, don't take a picture. Yeah, but life, I do encourage taking photos. Life is too short if... to, to reduce the most special moments in your life to, to cheapen them um, with something like that. 
You have to enjoy those right, moments when they happen because you only get a couple. You get. I mean, ultimately, you get very few of those moments. I mean, it might be hundreds or thousands, but in the in the in the in the story that is your life, that's that's relatively few moments, and you have to enjoy those to the fullest, um, as opposed to cheapening all the all your highs, um, and living a life where all your highs have been lived at a reduced level because you've ch- chosen to um, to live right. it through the screen and you're staring at the screen instead of what's happening right in front of you. And if you, like, if there's, uh, this is, if there's already a moment happening, because the phone, the phone is AI demon, right? Everybody's phone is a- the AI demon. So if, if there's already a moment happening, then there's human energy there. And then you give that human energy to the AI demon, which feeds it for the next revolution. But if there's no moment, if there's no moment there, like if you're just sitting out by a nice rock and you're by yourself, you're like, damn, I want to take a picture of this rock. Then you're using the AI demons as a tool for yourself. So you're actually stealing energy back from them. So you see what I'm saying? You can take photos when there's no moment, but don't take photos. Anyway, whatever. You know what You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay. Um, and based. No, I like what you said there. That's, um, yeah, that was good. Okay. I had more topics written on another note, but I don't know where that note went. Uh, that's fine. I'll find it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, and yeah, I have more to say on, well, we'll we'll get back to it for now. This is the last one that I have written down here. Uh, don't be a people pleaser, Spider-Man. I actually remember what this one is about. I was watching... Shit, dude, I keep hitting my mic stand. Um, yeah, I was watching, uh, Spider-Man. Um, and it was very interesting to me, to, 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 to me, because the enemy in the movie, the guy with the wings, I don't remember what he's called. Well, whatever, he's the guy with the wings. Um, and he's, he's talking to, to to Peter Parker and he's like trying to like distract him and stall him but he, he he's trying to distract him and stall him by telling him like things he wants to hear he's like oh I know exactly what to say to Peter right now right mm-hmm. and the things he was saying was Peter you've always worked your entire life for everybody else like don't you think it's time to start pleasing other people time to start living for yourself right and I just thought man it's so interesting that even I guarantee whatever shit lib director made this Marvel piece of shit, they 100% are like, in their minds, they're like, uh, yeah, I'm done people pleasing. Uh, I'm living for myself. But even when they make the movie, even when they direct the movie, they still can't make it like that. They still have to make the bad guy be the one to say things like that because they just know that it's not going to make, it doesn't make artistic sense to not do that, right? So I guess that's, it's just an interesting point of seeing how anytime libs make anything of artistic significance, not saying that Spider-Man is art- of artistic significance, but anytime you see them make something that's actually decent, it's only because they have uh, adopted worldviews that they don't actually believe in in order to create a subtext that they know works. And so in this movie, it's the bad guy is telling the good guy, hey, you've been working for other people way too long. It's time to start working for yourself, pleasing yourself. And I think... The not jerk. That's not a penis jack off. Anyway, joke. Okay. The actual point about this that's really important is with women because women are inherently evil. No, I'm kidding. Um, women are naturally predisposed to people pleasing. Uh, they really like going out of their way, especially to make men happy. But people in general, they they like making people happy. You know, they want to. They they want everybody to like them. It's much more important to a woman that everybody likes her than it is to a man, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, when you tell a woman, "Oh, you need to stop people pleasing," that's the patriarchy, you know, like breaking down its reign on you or all this thing. And then women start to act inverse to the to the normal way of their brain. Like it just it just spirals. It's like a spiral of brain rot. I was watching this performance that. <laughs> some woman was doing at my school like two months ago and she did this performance and it was like she had like that crazy you know neo-femme haircut and uh after she was done um 
somebody in the audience went, that was so beautiful. And she goes, yes. And then somebody else was like, that was amazing. She goes, yeah. You know, and, and it's because like, and I know why she's doing it. I, Cause I know how the neofams work. Like they think that, oh, I'm acknowledging how good I am. I'm acknowledging the beauty that I bring into this world. Like that's like the mindset, right? Mm. So it, it ends up making you like totally grotesque and disgusting because even if you were the best artist in the world, even if you're the best pianist to ever exist and you play the most incredible concerto ever made and somebody afterwards goes, hey, that was really good. Then you go, thank you. Thank, th- that means so much to me. Thank you. Even though you know that shit was g- 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 goddamn the bomb, right? It doesn't mm. matter. It's like, okay, this person took their time and energy to compliment me and it's important to me that i show gratitude for that but when you start telling women to invert their people pleasing um tendencies then they go total brain rot mode and they just start going like start responding yes to a comment or start i don't know what it's called um buying their own press releases as it were so point is don't i don't know where i was going with this you understand what i'm saying yeah, I know what you're saying. I think the listener what you, knows what you're saying. What are you doing right now, Adam? Um, nothing. What are you doing? I'm making a podcast, but it sounds like you're occupied. No, I'm chilling. I'm sorry. I'm tired today, man. Oh, my goodness. Why are you so tired? Listen, dude. It's been... I've had, uh, I've had, a, uh, I've had a really tight back that's been waking me up like five times a night. Um, and it's been pretty rough. Uh, apparently I just found this interesting, so I will, I will explain to the listeners, but, uh, you can have a, you you can have a a symptom where, um, your, like a muscle will begin to tighten because of some sort of injury or something. Uh, and it will tighten to the point where it hurts, um, as a defensive gesture. And then because it gets, uh, because it hurts, it then begins to tighten even more, even more defensively. And then it goes into a spiral where it continuously tightens, hurts, tightens, hurts. And uh, that happened to me last Thursday, no, last last Tuesday. Um, and it just started doing that thing where it just kept hurting more and more and kept tightening uh, all the way to the point where I couldn't move my head at all. I couldn't even, I couldn't even keep my head in a straight up angle. Like I had to tilt it to the side and I spent the entirety of Wednesday uh, doing work with my head cocked to the side because I, I literally could not um, move it to the side because of how tight my my neck was. Um, but that has been that has been keeping me up uh, pretty much every night since. So I do apologize. Maybe you shouldn't have let Tyrone hit it so hard. Yeah, I do apologize if I'm if I'm uh, a little bit low energy today. That's okay. I think everybody forgives you for that. Um, look, did you have any topics you wanted to cover? No, I never have any topics. We always go, all right. The whole per- you're the uh, you're the main character in the same way that America is the main character. You are the main character um, of this podcast, which is a shame because we, um, we were supposed to have Jack and David on today, um, but because you have an incredibly weird schedule and woke up two minutes before this podcast, uh, I wasn't able to coordinate with them. Um, yeah, but we will. But Jack is back in town. Uh, so promise out there to all the, uh, to all the listeners, we will be having Jack on for a podcast fairly soon and he will be bringing plenty of topics because every time he comes over here, it's an absolute gas. Like he's just, uh, he is always ranting about something. He's, he's been great content. It's just a shame that we're not able to record it all the time. Um, but, uh, true, but he's got a lot of content built up. So expect some good podcasts in the future. Yes, true. If we do get Jack, it will 100% be amazing. Um, okay, I'm trying to look if I had any other topics. Let's see. Um, no, nothing there. Um, no, nothing there. Okay, well, I guess I'll just go into the, the last topic. And this is... Shit. This is a topic that I already covered on a podcast before. And then... I covered this pod topic uh, again on the pod podcast that was deleted uh, because Adam spent the first hour of that podcast muted. So now it's going to be uh, number three. But I think I have even more to say about it now than I did any of the first several times. 
So, okay. Um, let's get into it. So this one, Adam is going to be extremely familiar with. Um, but that is the uh, Enlightenment versus Romantic sort of uh, view of art. And I've noticed this pattern in pretty much everything I see. Um, yeah, so for, for those who are unfamiliar, I'm going to explain like, the, the very basics of this theory one last time. But essentially, there was this Enlightenment period, Enlightenment era of poetry, where they made like really complex, really long poetry, where it was all about having the exact perfect meter, the exact perfect words. Everything had to be like done the right way, and there was like a very, very correct, very posh way of doing it. And then after the Enlightenment period, uh, Enlightenment era, then there was this total rejection of all previous norms, and then there came the Romantic era of poetry, which is like all the good stuff. That's like you know, every. Like like Edgar Allan Poe and Wordsworth and all these people they, they like are, people really like you know are the Romantic era people. Um, then I was thinking and I didn't even realize this until afterwards. But like classical music, you start out with Baroque music, which is sort of just like how people are starting to understand how these instruments work and everything. And then you get into the classical era of classical music. And that's when, again, it's like that same thing as the Enlightenment era of poetry, where it's just like everything has to be exactly perfect. This is the right way to do it. This is the wrong way to do it. And everybody is just making, and it's still good art because it's done like expertly to the, to the top peak performance level. It's still really good, right? That's not the point. The point isn't that it's not really good. But the point is that people get tired of it after a while because they eventually get tired of, you know, they just want to, re like, every every new era, every new generation wants to reject, essentially. So finally, then people rejected that, and then you got into the Romantic era of uh, music, which is like, or the, the Romantic era of classical music, which is like Liszt, and it's all these, um, Bach and, like, all these people who made just the most memorable, I guess, in, in, in Western canon, like, pieces of music. Um so anyway, all that is to say that it's the same thing with how we had uh, jazz, which was terrible and too modern, and then that was followed by rock, which was terrible and too modern, and that was followed by hard rock, which was followed by metal, which was followed by grunge, which was followed by punk, which was followed by rap, which was followed by trap, which, you know, now we're at a point where trap is like too far, too deep in the hole. It's like even all those people who would have loved Nas and whatever, Tupac, they don't really like trap anymore because they think that's gone too far. And then now you're seeing songs blow up on, you know, platforms that I don't really use, but because I'm in school with other people, they have to be like, oh, dude, that's a big TikTok song or whatever. Um, and then you listen to the songs and it's actually like, like songs that, that are much more in, in rejection to to sort of this set of standards that everything has to be streamlined and to an exact point. And and I think we're in this, we're reaching the end of an era again where you can't, like trap music never becomes easy listening for your kid. Like, yeah, you could say that about jazz or rock or hard rock or even grunge, but punk, eh, and then definitely not trap. You know, like that trap, it's like, okay, this is unquestionably no longer going to be something that my kids can listen to. Um, and so then there's like, there's a reset that sort of happens. Um, and then that reset is happening right now. I brought up the example last time of like uh, Pine Grove's Need To. Like that song got absolutely massive. And that's just something that wouldn't have gotten that big like three or four years ago, you know. Mm -hmm. But now that we're at that point where we really are starting to reject um what we like what we thought was cool music growing up i mean i remember when i was in high school all the, every cool person just listened to like drake and like yay and all these people right mm. um and now it's like you're not cool unless you listen to deftones and fiona apple like if you're a kid in high school right now it was so weird it was so weird because when i was living in bellingham i lived near a high school and then i would also go to the skate parks a lot so like a lot of high school age kids would go there and it was so weird seeing like 
the people who would have been like outcasts are now like the cool kids because it's like now instead of the cool kids being the ones who are like the really outgoing effervescent types like all the cool kids are the ones who just listen to radiohead and dress in like the the baggiest clothing and wear fucking weird shit right Mm -hmm. um but what i'm saying is is that that is all because we are at a, a point of artistic rejection and it's coming and you're seeing it even in even in movies and films and TV. Like we're now having this sex scene discussion, which in, in the most real way I've seen it crop up in years. Now 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 people are actually talking about like the importance of sex scenes in movies, if we should have them, if we shouldn't. The fact that every female actress only gets famous if she took part in a sex scene. Um like yeah, I think that's that's important that we're finally getting to that discussion. Cause it's like it, it it is pretty grotesque that there's like zero people. If you want to make it as a as a woman in Hollywood, you 100% have to take your top off at this point. Um, but I saw this interesting poll again. This is another recent poll, like came out like a month ago, where it was like Gen Z is the first generation to be pu- pushing back on romantic scenes in TV shows and movies. They're saying they don't want any more. They don't want romance as a, like a main plot point uh, anymore. And there's two ways, or like they they don't want like t- romantic sex is like a main plot point anymore. And I think that there's there's uh, several ways to interpret this. One is that maybe they're like so porn addled that they they just they don't really care to see it when they're not watching porn. That's a really dark way of looking at it. But a, a not so dark way of looking at it is that we've been getting fed the same slop for like thirty odd years, and then finally now there's this sort of new romantic era in. TV shows, movies, music, uh, writing, everything, where it's just going to be like, okay, we're done with all that previous shit. That, that was all kind of gross. And, and again, it's not even, it's not even that it's bad either, right? It's like, it's like, you know, as well as I do, that we've listened to a bunch of really terrible songs, like hyperpop. We listen to like a lot of hyperpop and it's like, Glitch Although rap. even even hyper even the hyperpop I feel is a rejection, but but let's just say uh, this is the example I gave last time, so I'll just use it again because it's on the tip of my tongue right now, which is broccoli, um, broccoli by Lil Yachty and Kyle. Um, that song is like a hard song, like it goes hard. But at the same time, you're never gonna be with your kid being like, uh, put that dick up in her pussy, but she feel it in her toes. So. The question then becomes, what's next? Because there's always going to be some next thing that happens. And I I said this last time we talked about it, but it always starts from more artistic, more autistic, more artistic communities around the U.S. Like you always see it in like sort of these more hubs of artsy people, Um, you know, like around Seattle, around San Fran, around these big cities where people are like absolutely having not a good go of it, but then they start to reject. Um, they start to reject what they had previously because then people start to look around San Francisco and they say, "Wait a second, everything sucks and I hate it, and I need music that reflects that. I need art that reflects that." Um, or they look at their sex lives and they go, "Wait, everything is confusing and it feels wrong. I hate this." And then they start to want art that reflects that, and they don't even know they want it yet, but they do want it, and so that sort of. Breathes the breathes the next generation of artists. Man, I really hope so. I think uh, I think you're right. Like that's something that's happening now with the uh, with music, but it's such a new phenomenon um, that I'm a little curious to see how that progresses. I think you've seen it a little bit in like physical art as well. Like we're definitely past the point of enjoying um, a lot of the. Uh, the rebellion against art where people are just making really bad stuff and people uh i'm hoping in the in the like main mainstream we're already beginning to reject that but i want to see if we i want to see if that continues to propagate itself through stuff industries like uh movies because i don't think we're there with movies yet like the slop that they're putting out now um i think i think people I don't know. Well, I movies think... movies will definitely take longer. The reason movies take longer is because they they have thirty million people working on every movie. But if like mu- music change changes first, because you only need between one and ten people to make a song. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, movies would definitely be last. Authorship and music is first. Yeah, so I'm I'm waiting for the movies because I think I think I can see it now. Like even people who, um, even people who I would say are don't think very hard about this stuff and typically just enjoy whatever the whatever the industries are pushing on them. Even they are getting tired of uh, of the modern movies. I've been talking to people who I don't consider to be very um, very in tune with this kind of stuff and they can't really explain it but they're like yeah I haven't gone and seen a movie in theater in like five years everything I don't know man I just don't enjoy any of the stuff that they're putting yes. out and they can't put a they can't put like a finger on it just yet um, but it, it is the case that like <clears throat> nobody wants to watch the new you know the new uh, the new She-Hulk and um, all these new TV shows that are coming out um, everyone collectively has kind of agreed. I mean, you see so many flops now. Um, so many, so many TV shows that they're coming out and they're like, yeah, we just lost, we put $500 million into this and, uh, we only got $200 million once we released it. It's like all of these new stuff is, is getting rejected. We just haven't seen, we're just not past the hurdle yet that we're seeing the correction. Um, but it would be interesting if in the next 10 years, uh, we see resurgence of good cinema. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we will. I, the, the, like, it's, but it's exactly what you said. It's it's nobody, nobody at the end of the Enlightenment era knew they were the lead at the end of the Enlightenment era. Nobody knew they wanted something different, or nobody at the end of the classical era of music was like, ah, I kind of want something else. Like nobody, nobody thinks about it because it's always the artists who notice it first. I'm not saying that. That sounded really narcissistic. <laughs> like I'm an artist, so I'm seeing this, and nobody else is. I'm saying, I'm saying it's the 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 new artists who create new things merely as a rejection that starts to uh, uh, breathe into like the new 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 zeitgeist that we have as a culture, the new American imagination. And yeah, it's like you said, it's like people they don't intentionally stop going to the movies. It's just like. They're like, ah, I don't really feel like watching that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna be put some gay, gay black lesbian in there. Like, it's just that. It's like, I don't really want to watch that Nemona. Do you know what Nemona is, Adam? Mm. No. It's like a. I've not watched. Form. I haven't even watched a trailer in the past like five years. Like, I went Based. to the I went to the movie theater. Uh, we were we were in the mall for other reasons. So I walked by the theater, and I couldn't even recognize uh, a single poster. Um. I mean, I've, I've completely rejected all of that stuff at this point. Yeah, I mean... Oh, what, we, what we watched yesterday was Naked Gun, which is like 40 years, 40 years old. We were just... Oh, dude, I love that. Stop shooting. I can't hear you when you're shooting. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a, there's a lot of great scenes in that. I think... Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's... Like in our house, for sure, we are. I mean, the every, you know, usually once a week we watch a movie, and we never, we like regardless. Some of these old movies you have to pay for that are the same price as the new movies, but we never, you know, it's five dollars either way when you rent. But we're not renting any new movies, you know. Um, and, yeah. Um, uh, once you get back in based. touch with that, hopefully they're gonna be putting out some better stuff. Yeah. No, that's based because it's like, it's like a, a a a new wave of um, what's it called? Like people, again, like we're saying, people don't know that they're rejecting it, but there's so much art. I mean, you think about, we have like a hundred years of good movies now, and that's that's like a, a recent thing. Even that is a recent thing because it's like, movies have only been around for a hundred years. That's that's a pretty new phenomenon just by itself but it's much nicer to just go back and watch the greats and people only do that when when there's nothing going on in, in the current modern format you know mm-hmm. um i don't know you said it so well i, th- I felt like i was going to add something but now i don't i don't remember what it was well we could call it there i guess we we made it to an hour so i think yeah. that's good that sounds good another podcast right. for the books another podcast on the books Space Ranger Stone at gmail.com. Hit us up with questions, comments, concerns, and um, we will read it live on the air. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye.
Have a good one, boys.